What's up, everybody? Welcome to another installment of the Boogie Broadcast. Let's jump right in. Kanye West album. Um, do's, don'ts, yays, nays. I'm right into all that. What I'm more into is the idea that someone who has a history of being very roller coaster like seems to have figured out something to keep him, for lack of better terminology, more level. I know that he was interested or had concerns about mental illness. I, I actually find mental illness very interesting. But what's interesting about Kanye is Kanye's an interesting person as far as celebrity goes because he has the ultra fandom and he's very popular. But if you think about it, you really don't see too much out of him as far as like tabloids and stuff. I mean, there's plenty of stuff in the past, but I'm not talking about the 2008 Kanye. I'm talking like the 2013 up. There were moments, you know, where he went on stage with Taylor Swift and did that thing. And then there were moments where he went to the White House and spoke to Trump about a couple of things. But what I'm more interested in is to see him take his whole thoughts process of how life is supposed to be and just whoop, just like that. I mean, you know, there is a sacred power to becoming a new person, but it's a personal sacred power. So it's you becoming a new version of yourself for the betterment of others. In this case, him turning his life over to God and then God moving in his life and in return him moving in other people's lives. But I don't know. I mean, there are plenty of them, but what a massive A-lister to get saved and to move in the thicket of Hollywood as my uh, previous circle of Christianity would say uh, still a Christian just in a different way now I believe in more of a forgiveness based Christianity than I ever have and in more of a open mindedness and understanding and I tried to understand Kanye's movement, and I think it's beautiful. I think it's pretty wicked. And, you know, all these naysayers, the people who say he's not going to make it, I feel really bad for people like you because you've been told that your whole life, I bet, that you won't make it or you won't become something or you won't be something special. Naysayers are going to naysay, and it's not anything that you can change from what you heard but you can choose not to act on the things that you heard. And then thus, you know, a lot of people actually take that negative to, negatively too. They actually take that and put it in a uh, perspective of, oh, someone says I'm going to fail, so I'm going to be like this way the rest of my life. No, 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 no. Don't go with life with blinders. Keep an open mind. Just make sure you're being a good person. That's all it is to live in. All there is to living is to be a good person and be good to others. In order to be a good human, you have to be good to humans. Kanye seems to be uh, thinking of things differently now in a perspective of it's not about me, it's about God. And in return, it's about everyone else in my life, in my family. Very family-oriented uh, guy. But I was reading here on Billboard's magazine, he's 
already at number one. This would be his ninth number one album. So it's not to say if you do this or you do this, one of them's going to work. In his case, everything he's basically touched as far as music has literally gold album or gold record, uh, Warren winning thing, whatever it's called, has turned into gold. I mean, he's became... He hasn't became anything. He's maintained his level of success. But all he did was change his content. So he didn't actually change anything but himself, and in return his content is technically himself. So it's just really beautiful to see something like that. And that goes out to all the people who said, you can't be a Christian in Hollywood. Screw you. Yes, you can. The way I grew up, they were preaching about staying in church and being a good church layman and, or surrender your life to God and preach and go to the mission field and all that stuff. And It's a beautiful work whenever someone does that. I have quite a few friends that are in the mission field. And uh, Lord willing, everything's going to work out for my brother too to, to get there. And I have nothing against that. But everybody? I mean, what about the people who have to stay behind? Why can't we have better Christian lawyers, better Christian telemarketers, better Christian TV hosts, better Christian musical producers, um, better Christian rappers? Why can't we have Christian people moving in the secular division of the world? Not the religious division, but it's an attention grab, push, pull from all over, all angles. You have more of a Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian type of movement where they're saying, like, you have to be this, or if you're not this, you're sinning. And then you have a movement of uh, Catholicism and non-denominational adaptations that are not preserving any uh, old truth, but they just kind of go with the flow, just like let things happen. Neither one are the best, neither one is always right, and neither one's always wrong. But what the hesitancy is, is people like where I come from, we were told not to watch the movies, not to listen to the music, da 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 but my parents allowed me to do that to an extent. And in return, I figured out that there's much more need for good, human, Christian-like morals in the world than it's necessary in the church. I mean, what Kanye is doing is beautiful. And I firmly salute you and back you up. I have listened to that album 20-some-odd times. Um, I mean, it's uh, God is. It's such a beautiful harmony song the whole way through um it's very moving and emotional and i was taught as a kid if you feel like your body's moving first it's wrong it's from hell we're i'm fully capable of thinking for myself and i'm also fully capable of understanding what's right and what's wrong and i feel what Kanye's doing is absolutely beautiful it's right it's caring it's kind it's compassionate and for all you people out there that say otherwise, you need to check your heart. You got a heart problem. You got a people problem. You know, you sit up there, you preach against gay marriage, you preach against drugs, you preach against alcohol, you preach against Hollywood people. 
instead of preaching against people, how about do kind of what Christ did and help people? Christ preached against uh, Pharisees and Sadducees, people who were in the church, who were holier than thou, people outside the temple selling uh, uh, things to, to make money. Like, you need to reevaluate the poison you believe exists in this earth. It's more inside of the church than it is outside of the church when it comes to that little bitty Mickey Mouse stuff. Music and movies and lifestyle choices. Anyway, you know, I say I'll have to say this. I'm very happy with the way Kanye's album has turned out. And to see someone who struggled a lot and seeing him find happiness, that's pretty cool. So good for you, man. Kudos to you for sure. I think uh, I think we need to be happier. In some ways, we need to be more cautious. But in some ways, I think we just need to break some walls down, man. I mean, you know how good it feels when you break a wall down. I mean, you have. I mean, I was just I was just thinking and actually reading about this, where you know there are people who go through their life and they they are the same the whole the whole time. There's no change. There's no alterations. I mean, would, would it hurt you to pick up a dumbbell once in a while or put on your running shoes and actually use them? Or, you know, you wear uh, windsuits all the time and you don't go running? I mean, just pick up something new and try it. I mean, the endorphins and the, the good feeling you get from doing stuff like that, I mean, it all pays itself forward because you're a nicer person. And being a nicer person, you create a more beautiful world. And I'm really excited to see more people doing this. And it's very moving. It's very enjoyable. So that's my two cents on Kanye West's album. Now, I had an epiphany. Stonehenge. Everyone's very, uh, you know, I've seen it in person. It's a pile of rocks. Seriously. Just a pile of upright rocks and some fallen with, you know, bridges on them. Then I was watching Ancient Aliens at my parents' house because all they had was cable. And um, it was really late. It's like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. I was with my dad. And I looked at him and I said, what do you think Stonehenge is? And he's like, well, you know, they're saying that it's, uh, it's, a, uh, it's a marking to, to symbolize uh, uh, the, the uh, alignment of planets. And I was, I was like, Dad, like, I don't think so. I think... That it was a project, much like a project that was defunded. I think Stonehenge was a product of someone's imagination to do a project, but then it got defunded after they realized how hard and how long it would be to move all of the uh, necessary uh, supplies to create a building, a castle, I don't know. Everything starts with the foundation. And the best foundation to build on is a solid one. So, what's more solid than a pile of rocks? On top of other really hard compacted rocks and dirt. And the answer is more rocks, cement, uh, stone. So I think Stonehenge is a defunded project. Because the way that they were moved, I mean, it, it's a prehistoric monument. It, it's it's a... It's, uh, I think it's uh, constructed, started in like 3000 BC, 
and all we had back then was just manpower I mean strictly manpower when I went there to go see it they had a fence line set up and you couldn't go past the fence line and then you had some wire and things like that and, and I went up there and I was just like you know looking at this thing I was with my brother I didn't think much about it and then when I started not to think hard about it after I watched that TV show and seeing like how hard people put their thoughts into it if we just simplify our thoughts a lot of times it's kind of easy to figure out now I'm not saying that's what it is I mean it could be whatever but wouldn't it make sense if it was like this defunded project that, that could not go to the next step I might be saying something wrong by saying defunded project maybe I should be saying um, something that just fell through and there was no explanation because it was hard to document things back in 3000 BC I mean, I don't even know if papyrus was made back then, the paper. So that's just a thought that I had. I mean, they're like 13 feet high, and, and they, they're very heavy. They weigh a lot, like 25 tons or something like that. I just think it's funny. And to me, it would make sense that maybe Stonehenge is just a project that fell through. And speaking of projects, there's something really cool and funny going on since 2008 there have been some like things I pay attention to like I look at stuff and like I'm trying to figure out what why what huh cereal boxes cereal boxes and or other types of consumables but mainly cereal boxes have went from this big to this big you pay attention next time you go into a Walmart or whatever go in the cereal aisle and look and see the difference in the size of the boxes they're much thinner so then I started doing some research in uh, June of 2008 cereal giant Kellogg uh, K fortune 500 slimmed down at cereal boxes fruit loops cocoa crispies corn pops apple jacks honey smacks I don't even know what that is all decreased by about 2.4 ounces now you're thinking that's not a lot yeah, it's not a lot for a consumer, but a manufacturer, I can, the sheer volume, imagine getting a bottle of water, and it's a pint, 16 ounces, and they just come down by 2 ounces, it becomes 14 ounces. You realize it would only take 8 bottles of production for them to make another one bottle, and technically they're saving so much money, so each pack of 12 I mean, it would be three extra bottles that they did not really have to pay extra for. So just kind of like, now it's not, that's incorrect technically if you start breaking down packaging and things like that. But for a company to skim a little bit off the top, that's saving them an astronomical amount of money. More money to pay for advertisements or pay for uh, more facilities to make more cereal, more money in their pocket. It's just a really funny situation. Uh, it's not the only company that downsized either. I mean, you got smaller, uh, smaller, thinner uh, towels, towel roll. Um, oh man, help me, Jesus! Paper towels got uh, smaller, thinner garbage bags. I mean, stuff since two thousand and eight has just kind of went like slowly faded down to a smaller portion. And it's just kind of funny because if you look at it from from my point of view as a consumer and as a also I do wholesale. I mean, it, it, professionally, you just think that just the money, 
the money that they're saving is unrealistically difficult for me to process. I mean, it, it, it's kind of like Netflix going up a dollar and their subscribers, I mean, let's look up and see how many subscriptions there are. Um, but I mean, just like millions. So it's instantaneously millions of dollars extra a month. Instantaneously. Of course, my internet's going to act up while I'm trying to find that. But just skimming the product just a little bit, I mean, it's going to make them a ton of money. An absolute ton of money. Speaking of Netflix, censorship. Everyone's more focused right now on censorship with uh, social media, um, other things like that. Not social media, social media podcasts, YouTube, uh, things like that. But the censorship I'm talking about is the difference between uh, cable TV, satellite TV, whatever, uh, anything on the television other than like the HBO and stuff like that, um, versus streaming services. And John, let's see if I can say this name right, Landgraf, John Landgraf. Anyway, he's the chairman of, uh, what was it, Fox? What is he chairman of? Yeah, no, sorry. John is the chairman of the FX F X network and production. Previously, he was the general manager and he got a new position. Uh, it seems very arbitrary if you look at the complaints. He's not sure how much the average viewer has made distinct uh, distinctions between and what is isn't regulated by the FCC, who the FCC, I'm assuming, is the censorship people. Uh, yeah, Federal Communications Commission. I think what he's doing, or what the FCC or whatever, whoever predicts it, is it's going to go away. So the censorship on cable TV and satellite TV eventually will go away. The streaming services are very interesting. It means that it's possible that cable TV will go away. I know I've talked about this a little bit before, but I mean, I seriously think it's going to happen. I think it's becoming so slow. So late to the game, if you would, that the most of the time, the only people that keep cable or satellite is the people who don't feel like. No, it's the people who don't just get internet and just start streaming. I mean, it's the people who want to watch the games. People like their local news. It's a matter of time, people. It's a matter of time before it all becomes one source and then that means that the internet game is going to get huge and if Elon Musk satellites start working then that will change the whole internet he would reinvent the internet he would re-amp the internet not reinvent and so it's really crazy to think that there could be a change to the internet and then that television would go away that's crazy. It's crazy. You would have told me that when I was a kid. I mean, even when I was like 12 or 13. That would blow my mind. But I would think you were an idiot. How could TV go away? But now that we know that television is becoming a dinosaur. And it's scary to think that 
I mean, it's scary to think that daytime television is just going to be something for white, white noise. And then you'll be paying, you know, $40, $50 a month. Or here's what they'll do. They'll keep the satellite. They'll keep the cable. And then what they'll do is they'll do a TV provider for your streaming through your the app on like Apple TV or whatever. I just did that yesterday. Went through and got like, uh, I think I got Viceland, Paramount, ABC, uh, just a few other things. So that's interesting too there to think that TV could go away. I mean, Netflix used to deliver DVDs. If they didn't adapt with the time, there would have been something else. I mean, Hulu. Look what Hulu did. Hulu, we capitalized and kinged the TV land. Hulu has become your normal television. Hulu is DirecTV. Hulu is AT&T um, cable. It's just crazy. Blowing my mind. Absolutely crazy. Something else I too I heard today that was hilarious is that there's a Chick-fil-A in the United Kingdom. There was a, a UK uh, representative that decided that the Chick-fil-A that was erected stands against uh, LGBTQ community. It goes in completely against their values. They don't stand against the people. They just don't advocate for their choices in life. Uh, it says the chain's ethos and moral stance goes completely against our values and that of the UK as we are a progressive country that has legalized same-sex marriage for some years and continues to strive towards equality, the statement read. You want to know what freaking equality is? Treating everybody the same. So you're going to kick a restaurant out? You're talking about equality and you're going to kick a restaurant out? Because they stand for something that you're against? That is a, the biggest oxymoron I've ever heard. Don't talk about equality if you're against a party or you're against an individual. That's not equality. Unless they're evil, then that's a collective group of people against, or that's a collective group of people for the greater good and against evil. You're not advocating against evil. You're advocating against someone's, uh, someone's state on a love life or, or the, the, se the sex uh, orientation or the whatever. It blows my mind that people are so blind to how dumb they are. You're telling me that we continue to strive towards equality. No, 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 no. You're playing favoritism. You're pulling and pushing and you're not maintaining a plateau. You're not maintaining a level playing field. You're literally giving the higher ground to a minority, in air quotes, that's not equality. It's just hilarious. I mean, like, you can't even have a rest. Like, have you evaluated all restaurants? Then you'd be closer towards equality. Once you evaluate all the moral standards of each restaurant, CEO, then you can say you strive for equality. Other than that, you keep the fish and chips to yourself and enjoy your biscuits and tea at 3 o'clock because that is ridiculous. Reaching for equality is what you're trying to do, but all you're doing is burying something that would have been great for your country because Chick-fil-A, you guys rock.
By the way, I talked to a uh, a uh, lesbian woman at works at Chick Fil A, and she says it's the best place she's ever worked. Even though they know she knows that they are not they as a collective whole, but the owner is against her movement. It doesn't mean that the owner freaking hates her. It means that the owner just won't advocate for her choices in life. I don't advocate for alcoholism. Maybe that's a bad analogy, but you know I have family members that are gay. It, it doesn't bother me. I don't advocate for their lifestyles, but it doesn't bother me. If it, and, and then I don't, I don't advocate against them. That is the most backwards thing you can do. One, as a Christian, but two, as a, more importantly, as a human being. Anyway, so it was just something just hilarious that I read that they said that the chains ethos and moral stance goes completely against our values. And then they say at the end they strive towards equality. Uh, but you're kicking a uh, uh, business out that isn't on your train track, it's on another, and then it merges on yours. And you're like, oh, no, 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 you're not the same as us. Bye. That's not equality. That's favoritism. That's just favoritism towards the minorities. And that's a big issue with a lot of people. And that's, I mean, it's almost like picking a favorite kid. You have to be, you have to show the same amount of love for every human being in the world. So, there is something else I found out today that was funny and that I had a quick conversation with somebody. Is the legalization of alcohol. Um, the legalization of alcohol, the prohibition, the reason that that eventually came to fruition was because it became unsafe for people to consume alcohol. Alcohol is not dangerous under low doses, but can be deadly in high doses. So therefore, there had to be regulations made because people were making what they call bathtub gin. This is people, it refers to a homemade style spirit made in amateur conditions, which meant there's no FDA regulations, which meant you could be cutting it with other things. I mean, it's like, it's like the reason that they had to legalize alcohol is because it became more deadly. Like, I'm here in Pearl, Mississippi, close to Jackson, Mississippi, and they just had a really big uh, epidemic of heroin laced with fentanyl. Now, I don't really understand that whole uh, deal, but I know that it's dangerous when something is illegal because then it becomes more homemade and becomes less focused on uh, a pure form. Uh, not that there is a pure form in everything, but like as far as regulations go, if you're making a tequila and you use agave, but then you cut it with, uh, um, I don't know, grass or something. I don't know how it's made, the, but the grass has pesticides on it. I don't know. There's dangerous ways to make it. But the bathtub gin is hilarious to me. Because, I mean, bathtub gin is made in people's house. I mean, it was a predominant drink in the 20s. It, it was the drink you drank in the 20s. And many variations were made by mixing cheap grain alcohol with waters and other flavoring agents, glycerin, uh, fruits, and things like that, and more sugar. But it was so unsafe to drink it, people started dying from it because of uh, an alcohol level. They did not know how much alcohol was in it. 
so it's hard for them to regulate and then also like you don't know what was in the bathtub it could have been a disease from a person or it could have uh, lead in it from if it was a, a bath um, claw bathtub it could have lead from a chipped piece of porcelain with the iron or something you know rust can get in your system you get tetanus I mean it's just all kind of crazy stuff that could happen but bathtub gin was nuts when I heard that today I'm thinking to myself that's crazy people should make gin in their bathtub and then sell it and people would die from it that's crazy one last thing I'll let you guys go something that bothers me so bad is slow closing doors. There's nothing that irks me more than a door that takes so long to close or takes a lot of force to open. It bothers me because you get there, let's say you're ready to walk in this building, and you go, Hurrah! it's just like it frustrates me to no end, a slow closing door. Please, please, people, fix your doors. Fix your doors. It is the most annoying thing in the world. And why do you have two doors with one locked? You know how dumb it makes us look if we try to go for the locked door? How do we know that this is the door that opens? And this is the slow door. The, and you make it slow. You make it hard to open. And please put a push-pull sign on there. Oh, man. that's. To, I, I just embarrassed myself real bad today. That's why I'm saying this. I smacked my forehead on this glass door and there literally was a perfect grease mark with my scar imprint on there so there you have it thanks for listening to the boogie broadcast i'll see you guys later peace